Welcome to China Manufacturing Decoded from Southeast, the podcast where we take you through some of the major topics facing importers and manufacturers in China today. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in again to the podcast. This is episode 73 and in this episode Renault's going to talk you through an important topic as we find ourselves here in September 2021 and that's the wide-ranging power cuts around China that could be affecting your supply chain. Hello and welcome to another episode of the China Manufacturing Decoded podcast. I'm your host, Renaud Angeran, and today I'm going to do this as a solo episode, and I'm going to cover a topic that um, a lot of people um, have certainly noticed uh, recently is the power cuts, the, the forced stoppages of electricity in a lot of factories along the east coast of China. And... I will look at what's happening, why is this happening, and what are the effects that this is having on manufacturing and obviously also on importers. Yeah, so what's happening? Basically, the local authorities are telling the manufacturing companies that, hey, you have to consume less. Uh, and this, this has been um, especially uh, visible in Jiangsu and in Guangdong, but also in some other provinces along the coast. But um, um, Guangdong, Zhejiang, Jiangsu are, uh, are doing a lot of export manufacturing. So this is also affecting a lot of companies that export products out of China. Okay, so um, basically the local authorities uh, reach out. So if 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 the the the, um, the facility is a high polluter um and and no sorry i should not say that is a is a high consumer is a large consumer of electricity uh then they might be requested to stop for a while uh, this has um been the case for example with soybean processing in in Shandong province Shandong consumes a lot of electricity they have a lot of problems up there um but much more common they are asked to operate um only at night or on only certain days of the week okay but this is, has has also hit some operations that do not consume a lot of electricity just simple manufacturing uh like assembly operations uh that do not do any fabrication work do not do plastic injection molding do not do um die casting or things like that they they don't consume much but still they are requested to stop their operations for example in dongguan our own facility had to stop uh, could not work on Monday and Tuesday during the daytime. So for some of the, the work that we had to do, we had to work, I mean, production people had to work at night to do a night shift, which obviously is far from ideal. All right. And a lot of the component suppliers have the same issues. I would say probably most of them by far, uh, by, so, so far have complained um about power cuts uh, and of course sometimes they, they complain about it as an excuse for delays that would have occurred anyway 
and and who knows it's not that easy to to double check if really there was a power cut in their in their sector in in their area all right so it is having a uh, an impact on manufacturers uh, that's pretty clear and again any any very high consumption activities such as steel making cement making uh, fertilizer production aluminum smelting and so on including also so electronics the electronics industry is is, um, is highly impacted uh, i'm not sure why yeah pcb fabrication and 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 uh, microprocessors among others uh, do consume uh, quite a bit of electricity that 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 might be why but it seems like this industry has been hit pretty hard i mean of course electronic products um, often use um, metal parts plastic parts and so on so it's not just about the electro electronic uh, components uh, but there was a um, report from Reuters that some suppliers of Apple and Tesla have suspended production, have pushed some production back uh, from September to October. And, and of course, this is impacting uh, the shipments of some of the models. All right. And, and, and it's true of many other brands that obviously don't, don't make the headlines, right? I, okay. So, why is the manufacturing sector most impacted? Well, did, you know, and, and this was already the case 10, 15 years ago uh, when there were power cuts in China at certain times of the year. That, that was kind of common. You would have suppliers coming back and saying, oh, you know, they cut our electricity today. You know, sorry, we cannot, um, we cannot welcome your inspectors. Sorry, we cannot ship on time and things like that. The authorities always try to avoid hitting the critical infrastructure, hitting the, the residential areas, and that kind of makes sense. The problem is, as you know, it, it's not that easy to, to always manage this very nicely. So there have been incidents of a highway suddenly being, um, you know, going dark or uh, an elevator uh, suddenly stopping, you know. Uh, I'm not sure if that was in a commercial building or residential building, but th these kinds of things, you know, they, they make the news. You see, you see them on on Weibo or on, on some Chinese social media, and it's 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 a bit scary. But the Chinese authorities have tried to avoid that, really, to 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 keep that to a minimum, and and that's why they um they 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 try to plan and they try to tell manufacturers, okay, you guys cannot work this week or you guys uh, cannot work on such and such day or maybe during the day so th this is the case in Guangdong province there September has been very hot in the 30s the high 30s sometimes in in uh, degrees celsius so that means a lot of people are using air conditioning which consumes a lot of electricity and that's during the day more than at night so some factories are authorized to work at night. Okay. Now, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, what's 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 the reason? What's causing this this uh, this this crunch?" For example, one 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 of our clients asked me, "Hey, you know, have you seen that? Seems like it's the trade war, you know, taking an another di dimension, uh, hitting the West in general. You know, obviously they they cannot really hit just the U.S. in that case. I don't really subscribe to this." kind of analysis um, there are real 
forces at play here. Okay, so let's look at the factors that the the, the, the economists and the, the journalists kind of pull up. So as everybody knows, uh, there's been a economic recovery in the West, uh, especially, uh, you know, people buying a lot of physical products, often for the home, for the gym, for the office, uh, sometimes relatively large large volume products that are shipped by sea. Uh, and I think by now we all know the, the crazy shipping situation. Well, another impact of that is that a lot of factories have, have been very, very busy producing all these products. Okay. And when you buy, I don't know, kettlebells for your home gym, well, the manufacturing that, um, you know, it's, it's probably cast and you need to, to bring the, um, the, the metal up to a very high temperature for that. And usually, um, you know, that, that pulls from the electricity network, right? So that's just an example. Uh, so this has been pushing the consumption of energy up a lot. Uh, local, the, the, the Chinese economy outside of that um, is also growing faster. So they are also pulling more electricity for their own um, non-export economy. Let's call it this way. So all of this means a higher demand for for electricity. There's a higher demand for electricity globally, so that has led to higher prices for gas and coal, much higher, right? Uh, so um, and and in in the show notes we'll um, we'll put a few um, articles where you can go and 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 get some of the numbers. But the prices are, are, are up a lot, sometimes doubling in price from last year. Okay. What is the impact of that? Well, the, the, the power generating facilities in China have to pay much more to get the inputs uh, that they need to produce electricity. And in some cases, well, you know, they, they cannot have the price of electricity fluctuate as much as they would like. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that uh, on that topic, but I think the price, especially in the short term, is pretty much fixed in China. So they they might actually operate at a loss or near a loss. So some of them might actually be holding back on their um, uh, production of power. Right? So um, they might actually um intentionally keep production down a little bit or not not as high as as um as they could um now obviously i'm sure the chinese authorities are um are looking into that and are pushing them but you know when maybe they should increase uh 15% or 20% and they say well we can only increase 10% because look we already full capacity if we push further um we, we we you know the facility was not designed for that we cannot um we cannot do this we cannot do that there's a risk of uh, for for safety and we need a, some downtime for downtime for production and so on i mean there's a lot of excuses that i think government officials are not really qualified to um to to uh, to evaluate and when i say 15 or 20% extra 
that the official numbers that came out in the press uh, for Guangdong province, for example, uh, actually it might be for all of China. I need to check my numbers again. But that's the order of magnitude of the, the increase in uh, electricity demand from last year. What else? Well, this is purely uh, economic. However, there are also politic, political considerations as, as usual in, in, uh, in China. Well, one of them is a good one. They committed to reducing their emissions of greenhouse gases and they want to show the world that they are serious. You know, they, they, they're already trying to show the world that they're pretty serious at containing a, uh, a pandemic, that they, they have a real well-functioning well government, you know, in, in their, um, the way that they understand that anyway. When, when, when our government takes something seriously, we do it. And look, we're really taking this pandemic very seriously. Uh, so um, stop saying that it comes from here. Look at all the efforts we're doing to, to stop it. If everybody did that, we would not have all these variants and so on and so forth. Okay. Same same idea here for greenhouse gases. They see that, um, well, it is an issue. Air air pollution has been an issue in China for for um, for a long time in cities like Beijing and Shanghai, and some others where it's even worse. Um, the Chinese government has already done a lot of efforts, uh, I have to say, and that was most visible around 2017 when they started to go really hard after the, the biggest polluters. And they, um, at the time, just maybe refreshing our listeners' memories, they forced a lot of manufacturing companies and their, uh, especially their component uh, material suppliers, to just shut down. And, um, you know, either they made some drastic changes or they just never reopened. And there are companies that were operating illegally without a license, for example, for painting, had to close or had to hurry up to um, to, to get a license, right? So um, in 2019, 2020, um, they made, you know, they, 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 um, they relaxed their efforts in that, uh, on that topic, especially in 2020, where they they were kind of afraid of having very weak economic growth. Uh, but now now it's starting again because there is strong economic growth. I mean, this actually could be forecast. It is logical when you look at the way they've been operating. When there is strong economic growth, they, they, um, they go after the high polluters. And when the, when growth is, 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 um, is, weaker than they would like, then they're a little bit gentler on their industry. Okay. So that, that is one reason that people mention. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a major reason or not, uh, but, um, it, it might play a role. Okay. Another one that very probably plays a role, or at least is going to play a role in the coming month is the upcoming Beijing 2022 Olympics. Well, the Olympic Games, yes, again, are going to be in Beijing. And they want blue skies. <laughs> in uh, I remember in uh, 
in 2006, 2007, 2008, before the Summer Olympics in Beijing, which were like a huge event for them. And they, they, they pushed a lot of uh, factories that were in Hebei around Beijing, they pushed them away, uh, they, they closed a bunch of them, uh, they really wanted blue skies, and they got it. And that was partially true also in the Asian Games in 2020. Um, now it's the Olympics, it's the big games again, and they really want to show the world. No, China is not dirty and polluted and so on. It, you know, look at our bright, um, bright side. So in northern China, uh, I would expect more power shortages in the coming, uh, the coming month, coupled with closure of some polluting industries. So you might want to look at your supply chains and see, okay, where is this piece of metal cast and then where is it plated you know are these these uh, these operations really um, compliant with the, the the china environmental regulations yes or no and if no <laughs> what do we do about that maybe we need to, to switch to other ones Right, and it's not just about casting and plating. There's a lot of things, but it's it's really about fabricating the parts and doing the surface treatments. And 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 more upstream, um, you know, where is the steel made? Uh, where where is this this alloy made? And 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 so on. Right, anything could be um, could be shut down or have their production suspended for a while. Right, and especially again if it's in North China, uh, the closer to Beijing, the higher the risk. In um, in addition to all that, there are also reports that China is stockpiling coal because they expect, as usual, you know, um, winter is harsh in North China and they consume a lot of coal, so they see that the price is going up. They're afraid that the cost on the international market might keep going up, so they're buying a lot. They are um, they're keeping stock, right? Uh, so this might push prices even further and make make things even worse for the manufacturing sector, because they will not let an entire residential community freeze to death <laughs> or, or to near death. Um, you know, they will cut manufacturing activity. That That is just um, something that has to be expected. Okay, so we covered what happened, you know, what, what and, 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 and it will definitely continue in October. The question is how long it will continue. Really, we don't know. We looked at um, the factors that are most often cited as you know the, the reasons behind all of this now you know what, what what can you do if you are involved in this well you gotta be planning for disruptions of production and it already pro probably already happened so what does that mean that means more delays and that that's really a hard one for um for you if you want to ship and maybe you really manage to book that container but then oh, the you know one of the critical components is 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 held uh, because of of power cuts and everything is is late and then you cannot even put the goods into that container that you finally could book an, at an exorbitant price right uh, that happens uh, and that can be very very painful obviously 
costs? Well, um, when all the, not all, but a lot of component prices go up, a lot of raw material prices go up, um, you know, electricity is, um, let's say, is not in constant supply. All of these are good excuses for suppliers to say, hey, by the way, we have to raise the price, you know, 10%, 20%. Uh, this is a risk, so you 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 have to be ready for these um, usual negotiations, and then of course quality issues because these factories they have to um, let their operators maybe have a nap during the day uh, and do the work at night. Do you think that these operators who suddenly uh, you know? have to work at night will be fresh for you know eight hours ten hours twelve hours however long they they work will do you think they will be in the in in their best conditions do you think they will not make more mistakes than usual do you think that the inspectors will not detect mistakes um you know we, we, less than usual of course there will be some um some quality issues so be careful about all of this you have to plan accordingly and if you can um, you know keep extra inventory have more buffer in your in your um, your timelines all of this will be uh, will be helpful now I, I just want to um, to finish with a thought that a lot of things um, are hitting manufacturers and importers um, because they are creating a lot of uncertainty and it becomes harder and harder to forecast things. So in in this case, look at all the factors at play. There are economic factors, both in China as, and outside of China, raising, you know, pushing for higher volumes of, of production, pushing for uh, a lot of prices to go up. There's, uh, there are political motives pushing the government to uh, to limit some of the you know the activity of some some of the the the, the, the facilities. There there's a lot of things uh, at play. There's maybe the the motives of some of the power generation stations that maybe don't want to produce as much as they should, uh, and and so on and so forth. How long is this going to last? We don't really know. It seems like the experts say September and October, uh, but really um, that's hard to plan. Uh, look at the, the shipping situation. Same thing. There's a lot of things, a lot of factors at play. There's a few big alliances of, sh of shipping lines, so it's not really <laughs> very uh, pure competition. Um, there's the fact that some containers are outside of the main shipping lines, because, for example, they were delivering PPE um, at the start of the pandemic, and nobody sent uh, ships to uh, to get them back. Now everybody is is just focusing on the the most you know the, the main shipping lines, and let's say China and, and Asia to um, to US and to Europe. There is the fact <clears throat> that um, there's much more demand again, as I mentioned before, in home products, uh, office products, and so on, takes up a lot of volume. So the, the demand is higher and the, the supply is lower and we don't have pure competition. And um, 
there's been poor planning by everybody who expected a much lower level of activity. And um, on top of that, in the importing countries, and especially in North America, well, the, the ports are going as fast as they can, but then the, the truckers and the trains, uh, all the capacity there just to move the the products out of the, the ports and deeper into the country uh, are, are short in capacity. Um, so that, that keeps a lot of shipping uh, boats um you know, anchored or even drifting off the the ports of LA and and, uh, and Long Beach, and then the, you know it's the same thing off of Vancouver, and it's it's a bit the same also on the eastern west west coast, and I believe there's some of that also in uh, in Western Europe, um, probably uh, less so because I, uh, I haven't heard so much about that. Um, so all of that together means well, there's delaying shipping, there's People saying we want to ship and they don't have the capacity. The prices go up because there's insufficient supply. And then these containers that haven't been shipped, or at least these goods that are looking for a container that haven't been shipped, they're still there waiting the next the next month. And 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 then the backlog grows and grows. It rolls on from month to month. And the delays, the the amount of time sometimes to um, to 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 book a container that actually remains booked and goes into the right ship um, keeps going higher and higher. The price keeps going higher and higher. It's just a vicious circle, um, and nobody knows when it's going to stop. Um, very probably not in 2021. Things will keep um, keep getting worse. Maybe who knows? Uh, really, again, there's a lot of factors. And, you know, they, they, they add to each other, they sort of multiply each other, leading to a very complex situation. And we don't really know where the end uh, is going to come um, when things will go back to so-called normal situation. So that's um, that's the situation this year. It might be the situation next year. I could, I could also talk about the prices of electronic components you know it's a little bit of the same situation and it might also last into 2022 and maybe 2023 and 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 who knows who knows right i really don't want to make any uh, forecast here because very certainly it will be wrong so that that was my uh, my closing thought on this topic i hope that it helped our listeners understand what the situation is like. Again, we'll put some uh, some links to relevant articles in uh, in the show notes. And well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with a very interesting discussion <laughs> on the costs of quality with Max and Clive, who were recently uh, on the show talking of uh, talking about. Um, how to push suppliers to improve. That was a few weeks ago. Thanks a lot for listening as ever and see you next week. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget to like and share and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all other places that you get your podcasts from. See you next time.